And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. It's Saturday night and me and Matt are back again. We're live, we're talking it up, we're chopping it up, we're doing we're doing the whole thing, Matt. You know, Christmas is almost here. We're getting to the point where things are starting to get a little hectic. I'm feeling okay. Like I said, I did a lot of my shopping on Black Friday, but I know I got like some stockings to fill and I'm always, I'm always that person who's like, oh, you know, I need one more gift here. Mm. Like, oh, you know, it mm. would be really great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've done all mine. I've done all mine. I did it actually early this year for some reason. I, I think I just, it was, it was the, um, like, I just had that time free. So I'm like, right, yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Get it done with. Likewise, I uh, I sent out my uh, gift baskets to, you know, internet collaborators and everything there where it's like, look, you know, I got to give you this just to let you know how much I care because, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Cause, cause we have a relationship that takes place solely through the internet. And so like, I don't want to be too forward. So like, here's some cookies and shit. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And those actually arrived on time, which is good. Oh, Man, that's have... good. It is good. Yeah. Cause I never know ordering stuff for people in other countries. Shit. Mm. Hey, Broadway basketeers, you guys should fucking sponsor me. I use you every goddamn year <laughs> because they're the only ones who accepted PayPal back in the day. That's why I used them. <laughs> But yeah, I'm good. I got some beard oil for my dad because I know he wanted it. He got a whole grooming kit there. I got a cool, I got a cool light array from my mom that she was asking for. Nice, nice. So I'm happy about that. Uh, but yeah, so what uh, what have you been doing with yourself this week, Matt? Uh, well, I did my Christmas shopping. Um, there you go. Uh, apart from that, uh, not really all that much. I've just been sort of chugging along. Like I think last week I said I finished God of War Ragnarok. Yes, you and did. I've just been Very chugging jealous. chugging along with like um, some of the achievements and the post game sort of stuff, like fighting the Valkyries and doing the the Muspelheim challenges and whatnot. I'm I'm pretty close to a platinum trophy. Pretty yeah, close. Yeah, it looks like that game has a great post game. I know that's the number one gift I wanted for myself this year, and I don't know if anyone will get it for me, the PlayStation 5 God of War bundle. But if they don't, I'll probably just go in fucking January and get it for myself. I, was, I know. I was going to say that, 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 that they're easily in stock now. They're in stock they everywhere are. here. So, yeah. They are. It's just, you know, someone has to really love and care about me to pay the full, <laughs> like, $800 Canadian for it. <laughs> And, and I don't know if I've been that good this year. You know, I've been a, I've been a little selfish and a little self-serving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I already bought myself a gift, too, for Christmas, the mic and camera that you're seeing right now, which thank you, Matt, for helping me, you know, adjust my white balance and everything else so I don't look as shiny as I did last time. <laughs> but, yeah, so this actually ended up being a really big news week. Usually when we reach Christmas New Year's mode, I'm ready to get, you know, completely lazy and phone it in. Yep. I know. I know last week I said, hey, you know, fuck it, man. Let's just do a retro hero if no big news breaks. And then we'll do like our best of in New Year and we'll do like a fun Christmas video. You know, we can slide. It's all good. You know, it's comic multiverse. Our numbers basically stay the same no matter what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, and we've been doing it for almost 300 episodes. But then then everything happened to DC and Warner Brothers all at <laughs> once. Like a hundred things happened. Oh, things might have happened it's all kind of yeah. up, it's like conjecture at the moment but yeah things might have probably definitely happened 
the the man himself, James Gunn, the man at the center for all of this, for better or worse, basically said, yes, some of it is true that you're hearing. Some of it is half true, and some of it is completely false. In fact, one of my favorite things about James Gunn with a position of power at a major studio is he is not afraid to just shut down scoopers. Oh, I, I love him for that. He was doing that way before mm -hmm. uh, yes, he, he became was. the president of DC Studios, but yeah. I, I just love that he just calls them on their bullshit and that they don't know what to do because yeah, it's he's literally like, no, it's the not. guy they've been saying has been doing all this stuff telling them no that's not true mm -hmm. at all check check it out on twitter it's a beautiful work of art and again just another perfect example of why you picked the right guy because he's younger than a lot of these other people he understands the internet mm-hmm mm -hmm. He also came up doing, like, fucking independent horror films and trauma and shit, so he's not afraid to look a scooper in their cold, dead shark eyes and go, no. <laughs> not today. <laughs> and I hope he keeps doing it. I think he will. I think he hey, will. Hey, can we send James Gunn after that Matt Ramos guy? Oh, he's already been taken down, so... Well, I notice I haven't been seeing his tweets, or I haven't been as forced to see his tweets near as much in my feed. So I guess, yeah, whatever, whatever YouTube God governs the universe. Oh, he had, he had like a bunch of DMs leak, and apparently he's a real petulant child who gets, uh, ups no, who gets really <clears throat> upset that people like get to go to premieres rather than him, or get like interview opportunities other than him. No, really? You mean these people who are famous for doing nothing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are yeah. are really petulant? Being How loud that? in cinemas full of people who are just trying to watch a movie. Did you see that one? Yes, I did, actually. Very I think it was, yeah, it was obnoxious. for like the Black Adam post credit scene. Yeah, it's totally disrespectful. Yeah, g g guy who makes his, you know, money and engagement there purposely misunderstanding the best episode of Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. These, again, just totally the sort of person who's been told that they're great and smart and genius so much that they actually start to believe it. Yeah, yeah. See, this is why I'm glad you, the fan base of the comic multiverse, keep Matt and I, you know, humble and good by telling us how much we suck regularly. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be like that fucking anyway. <laughs> exactly right because you know because I, I, I have common sense <laughs> exactly which is a rare commodity you see <laughs> but yes there was a bunch of big news that came out from the dc warner brothers universe right now the new regime is taking power and it looks like there is going to be some ripple effects going on uh starting with a story that we know is certain 100 confirmed they will not be moving ahead on wonder woman 3 at this point which Thank a lot God. of people <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people were surprised by this, but in the back of my head, I'm like, they were never going to actually do Wonder Woman yeah. 3 because, come on, it came out, what, three Christmases ago now on streaming at the height of COVID, yeah. and they haven't talked about anything from it since. Patty Jenkins hasn't said anything. Gal Gadot hasn't said anything at all. They weren't going to move ahead with it. No, not at, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Bland Boy helping us out in the chat. Thank you, especially now in this Christmas season. The hierarchy of the DC universe took Dwayne out with a load of gun. Yeah, yeah, kind of. For all that talk of the DC universe and hierarchies of power, this was a real hierarchy time. The hierarchy of power did change, just not in the way that I think he thought it was going to. <laughs> We're, we're going to talk about The Rock later, don't you worry. I, I was very proud of my tweet earlier when it's like, man, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty at DC and Warner Brothers right now. You know, there's a lot of different uh, theories out there. It's a real he said, The Rock said situation. 
Now, now, see everyone, that joke is hilarious because The Rock's old theme song and catchphrase was The Rock says, The, 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 the Rock says. <laughs> so that joke is actually genius. You just have to understand <laughs> Attitude Era Wrestling to really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so we're not getting a Wonder Woman 3 again. You and I, Matt, were actually in a weird position that I think you and I were more positive to Wonder Woman 1984 I, there, than most people were. There at the is time. some like stuff in there that's that's really good, but then oh, there's like sure. the whole like fucking Steve Trevor crap. Yeah, that there's a lot somehow of got put into the film and was like a okay. The, the fact that it feels like it was rewritten a hundred times because yeah. it probably was. The fact that cheetah gets punished and yet maxwell lore gets to walk away scot-free at the mm -hmm. end it just it just felt kind of bad and the funny thing about that is i watched the movie once and then never watched yeah, it again same same which should tell you a thing or two about it but here's the funny thing people in my house who are you know are here for the holidays and everything they were watching it on my account and i was just like half hearing them watch it in the other room and they had like a question every 15 minutes with like what's a, what's the deal with the rock why did they never explain the magic wishing rock and i'm like oh well, that was that was connected to Dream of the Endless that it was like in an old script that they never did. And the more questions they asked and the more like I couldn't answer them, I'm like, yeah, I think that script sucked, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cowboy helping us out with a very nice uh, donation there. Thank you so much. Happy holidays, Matt and Joel. The movie I want to see is Captain America, New World Order. Wonder how Marvel will use Sam Wilson, the MCU until then. Yeah, likewise. I'm looking forward to that movie as well, just because they they recently just said that the guy who's going to be doing all the production design on it was the guy behind the Rings of Power show, Ooh, so uh, it's going to look show. pretty damn good. And yeah, they definitely seem to be leaning into a more spy direction because we're getting that Thunderbolts mm -hmm. movie. Uh, they cast the actor to play Nick Fury Jr., which I thought was super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the chat dude talking about things they like. Chris Prine was charming. It just felt like they needed to keep him. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely some stuff to like in Chris Pine's performance. Yes, they struggled to keep him, but you know what? That's arguably one of the truest things about Wonder Woman, because the Wonder Woman comic also struggles to keep Steve Trevor around and relevant. The Wonder Woman comic struggles to do fucking anything to make it relevant. I still say the best use of Steve Trevor in any Wonder Woman story was the Justice League animated episode where Wonder Woman goes back in time, fights in World War II, kind of has a fling with steve and then when she comes back to the present visits him in the old age home i, I yeah I, oh, I don't think they wanted to do that because that, that was literally like steve rogers peggy carter's whole thing in the mcu yeah it's funny how what is it captain america and wonder woman kind of affected each other that's why that first wonder woman movie is in world war one and not world war two <laughs> well i mean they could have done like some sort of comic booky thing where it's like oh he didn't die he he drank some magic thing that made him never age and he's still alive and he's working for argus and yeah, you know or, or, or the god zeus to honor his daughter you know draped her love in the mantle of immortality <laughs> yeah it's just something like that they could have they didn't have to kill him off and then that would have solved some of the stuff in this second film uh, fyi that mantle of immortality thing is totally a ripoff from the life and adventures of santa claus <laughs> Uh, that's how that movie ends, everyone. Freaking Ack, the god of the fairies, visits St. Nicholas and says, no, no specter of death. This one is not going anywhere. And drapes him in the mantle of immortality so he can bring Christmas joy forever. I've been watching a lot of Christmas specials recently. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this so fucking metal that Santa, the literal gods, make him immortal? <laughs> 
But yeah, so that's the Wonder Woman thing. Honestly, not surprising, like, the thing. I feel like if they were going to move ahead with more Wonder Woman stuff, they would have talked about it. She would have cameoed, mm. and she hasn't. Yeah, well, that, that, that was that, that was also the thing where apparently Patty had written a script and, mm. like, no one liked it, and they offered her a chance to rewrite it, you know, get, you know probably gave her notes or anything, you know, rewrite these, and she just flat-up refused yeah, that's another thing I'm sure that they're going to have to unpack as time goes on. But it feels like a lot of those creators that stuck around, the relationship between them and the studio started to sour mm -hmm. either back during the other regime or certainly during the new regime because the higher ups and the offices at Warner Brothers, I'm sure were a fucking nightmare to work with because they didn't know who was in charge anymore. Well, it's it's funny because like, I, I, you never hear like, she seems to have a problem with some of these people, but like you never hear that from like David F. Sandberg or mm. or James Wan or any of those guys. Mm. Yeah, I don't get it. Again, yeah. yeah, it's it's very it's a very weird situation. I'm sure we'll hear the whole story one day because I feel like we're certainly not getting it now. Yeah, that being said, though, I I, I don't think. I mean, this is completely like just you know theory. I don't think she likes getting notes and stuff because mm. remember she was attached to Thor two. That's right. And, and yes. they didn't like her stuff for that as well, which is why she didn't end up taking the job as well. Interesting. Which is funny because that's always the argument you hear time and time again, like no Warner brothers is better. Cause they just let artists do <laughs> their art and they don't micromanage yeah. them like Marvel really. Cause it sounds like they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it totally sounds like they do. Uh, moving on from there, uh, Black Adam 2, supposedly unlikely, despite the fact that The Rock shared his own box office numbers on Twitter and was like, um, but he no, fucking actually, pulled out of his great. ass. <laughs> yeah, um, no, actually, it was great and awesome and made all the money. I, and I'm like, I heard that the lead of the movie has like the biggest dick and, and yeah, everyone loves him and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, why are you doing this on your own Twitter? Don't you have like a production company? Don't you have people to do this for you? Why? It's this all ego. It's all ego. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the real problem with Black Adam. It's not the fact that the movie may have lost money, but I think it really revealed Dwayne Johnson as a major egomaniac, which, oh. again, c coming from wrestling, he, he always maybe was. I've said this joke before, but uh, Chris Jericho tells a great story in one of his books, Working with the Rock, uh, when he was Undisputed Champion, and he said, mm, that's a good move for you, but not the Rock. <laughs> And that's all I can hear in this Black Adam thing. Like, mm, that would have been a good movie for you, but not The Rock. <laughs> uh, Michael Reese helping us out there. Wasn't Gal Gadot a uh, cameo in Shazam? Was she? I haven't seen it, Shazam. In, no, in the, in the new one, in Shazam oh. 2. I, oh, I mean, maybe because it deals with, like, uh, her pantheon and stuff. Uh, maybe. Maybe it was cut. <laughs> maybe. I say it would make sense. Again, I feel like so much at Warner Brothers is in flux right now. But yeah, the the talk is is that Black Adam apparently lost a bunch of money, not just at the box office. Not only did it not break even, but it also apparently lost a bunch of money in merchandising. And I think I can strongly say this as someone who has been to like multiple malls doing my Christmas mm -hmm. shopping. There's a lot of Black Adam yep. merchandise there collecting yep. dust. They overordered. Yep. Yep, I saw, yeah, literally just yesterday, saw so many, uh, like, Black Adam action figures and 
And, and it's always just the black, like, all the other yep. ones sell out. Like, I've been trying to find a Dr. Fate, and it's fucking impossible. Yeah, because it's a good design. Yeah. Yeah, I, I truly feel that, again, Dwayne may have sold them all a bill of goods. He'd be like, no, 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 you're going to want a million Black Adam dolls, because look mm-hmm. how many wrestling figures I sold in my prime. It's going to be the hottest Christmas toy, and it was not. No, no. It, I mean, and uh, yeah, it's... It, it's just not shocking at all. I knew the film wasn't going to do very well, uh, just leading up to the fact that they've completely changed who Black Adam is. Yeah. Yeah, he's not even the Black Adam from the comics. He's not the character that people liked. He's some weird, again, ego massage for yeah. The Rock, where I'm the coolest, bestest, strongest guy in the world. Yeah, and, and, and he keeps feeding into that whole thing. It's like, oh, well, I, like, I have to fight Superman now because... You know, I, I, I can't be seen fighting Shazam because Shazam is, he hasn't said it, but he might, might as well have just said they're less than, so I don't want to yeah. deal with them, you know, those sorts of people, they're, they're not popular or anything. It's like, well, that's, you know, they fought, fought each other for, you know, what, 60 Forever. years. <laughs> It, it gets even weirder, too, because it almost feels like I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in Henry Cavill's house right now, because I bet he's feeling like he got sold a bill of goods because The Rock's production company manager is also his manager. He clearly came to be the big cameo in Black Adam as a favor to Dwayne Johnson and also to hopefully get in good with the new regime at DC Warner Brothers because clearly at some point the plan was, oh yeah, we're going to build the entire DC universe around The Rock because he's the biggest movie star in the world and superhero movies are the biggest genre in the world. Surely putting them together Mm -hmm. is peanut butter and jelly, not thinking like, yeah, but what if it fails though? Yeah. (laughs) You you put all your eggs in one basket and now you're covered in egg. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious it's hilarious he got he got way too copy (laughs) way too cocky and i'm sure henry cavill's like i'm sure he's calling the rock being like motherfucker i quit a netflix show for you (laughs) and Dwayne's like new number who's this (laughs) i'm i'm not the rock i don't know who you are prank caller prank caller bye (laughs) but, but buy my energy drink exactly it's great or bad i don't know i don't actually drink it <laughs> i have i have too much chicken to eat <laughs> and that's the thing too where it's like look this isn't gonna hurt the rock at all the rock's like well okay i couldn't save the dc universe okay i couldn't make it all about me no worries i'll just make another fast and the furious or run for president or do another jungle cruise or something i, I don't know fine. if he'll do another fast and furious because he fucking hates vin diesel because they both are fucking egomaniacs yeah that's another thing too where it's like uh it seems like uh, the rock might be a little hard to work with is that why they were cool cutting ties with him and going well, i think the rock is direction. hard to work with vin diesel is hard to work with yeah it, neither of them made it very easy to work with each other yeah which is crazy. So maybe he will run for president or maybe, you know, he'll go back to wrestling. They keep saying that he uh, wants a WrestleMania match with his cousin, Roman Reigns, uh, to pass the torch for him for real. So maybe he'll come back for one big WrestleMania paycheck. I reckon he'll he'll try one more, like, he'll try and get, like, some superhero movie off the ground somewhere. I don't know right. what it'd be. Uh, 
yeah i just don't know what it would be but like i could see him try and have trying to make that a go he's like oh well if these people can do it i can do it you know right despite get, get that working for how how many years did he work on black adam for and it turned out 14 like 14 years yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's my other thing too when he's like no black adam's doing great and we're definitely going to be doing a sequel i'm like yeah we're we gonna have to wait 14 years for it <laughs> Because, like, the dude is busy and has other shit going on, but he also really wants a franchise because I think as Fast and the Furious showed him, oh, franchises are where the money are. Oh, wait, these are ensemble casts. What do you mean I got to do it with other people? Yeah, I, th I don't think he's realized that. Yeah, well, and I don't think he's realized that that's the same with, like, comic book movies as well. Because Black Adam was an ensemble film because it was all the JSA and it's the best fucking part of the film. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, of course, that leads to the other part of the story that we, you know, had, you know, basically talked about previously, and that is Man of Steel 2. Everyone thought it was a go. Henry Cavill basically said, yes, I'm back. I'm in the saddle. Get ready for more Superman. Only now for it to be like, we don't know, actually, if we want to do another one with you. It's kind of up in the air. And you know what? I can't blame them because if I'm James Gunn and if I'm the brain trust at Warner Brothers, I'm probably thinking, okay, we could bring Henry Cavill back. We could pour a bunch of time, money, and creative effort in trying to rehab his version of Superman and make a new movie that everyone wants to see. Or we could take all that same time, money, and effort and pump it into something completely new and interconnected yeah. that people haven't seen before and won't come in with, you know, preconceived notions. Hey, we just did that with Batman. And, oh, what, it was one of the best movies of the year? Really? You don't say. I really hope they do that. I just really hope they do the nuclear option, just wipe everything off and just start again just that, just that, it's the best option it feels like that's what they're doing because really it's like what do you have to lose at this point the dc universe even for the movies you like and again i've liked movies i like shazam i like the suicide squad i like peacemaker the universe as a whole has always been a misshapen shambling mess where every yeah. subsequent movie is an apology for the one and, that preceded it and it all goes back to man of steel and like this this the just the bullshit that snyder set up it, he just yeah. he tainted the well right from yeah. the beginning and you then got and then all of the, the, the studio heads and everything fucking everything up and oh it's just a complete mess and all this like cut bullshit and everything yeah. else and being like no this will fix it you know we need this vision it's like no you just need to make a good movie that people like and again yeah you can do it people like the suicide squad they liked shazam they liked uh uh, you know a bunch of these other movies you've done you just need to make movies people like <laughs> yeah exactly like the whole thing has been so cursed that yeah i don't blame them for wanting to start over and go in their own direction and do stuff their own way and be like okay you know we'll do it right this time mm -hmm. and also to you know maybe do something about the fact that you know these actors production companies are also heavily involved in the movies too yeah yeah let's which... not let's not do any of that stuff anymore and as well cast younger yeah cast yeah yeah why, why did you cast so old for all of these well i know exactly what they did They're like we need to do the opposite of the marvel universe we need to cast famous and older instead of younger and mostly unknown mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's that's how we'll get it and as it showed it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work and maybe now yeah all these years later it's time to do something different yeah yeah just get get rid of it and as well like none of these actors have any like they're not owed any of these films no like they're no, hired they're to do a job and when they don't do that job very well you get replaced and again obviously you know it's not all on the actor oh no not at all 
yeah, m- movie making is a community thing. And, you know, sometimes you die a death of a thousand cuts. But, you know, maybe a way out of this is what they seem to be maybe wanting to do with Jason Momoa. And that is like, look, Aquaman 2 is coming out anyway. <laughs> but maybe we want to go in a different direction. Maybe we don't think Aquaman can be the franchise that we want it to be. Uh, maybe, Jason Momoa, you don't be Aquaman anymore, but you can be the new Lobo. Yeah, the character he should have been from the get-go. Yeah, from the character the start, he 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 literally just looks like. That he just looks like generally. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty good. Be like, look, we're not gonna go ahead with your main franchise, but any of you actors can come back and be something else. And that's we're fine. That's on. fine. Like if they were not like, hey Henry Cavill, you can come back and play, you know, Bizarro or you know That would be cool. You know, something a like General Zod or something, you know. Yeah, I think there is something to be said with that to being like, look, you know, this didn't maybe work out 100%, but that doesn't mean we have to break ties completely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, like, I, I liked the first Aquaman enough. I'm not going to say it's an amazing classic. You know, at least it wanted us to try and have some fun. And, yeah. you know, maybe maybe the sequel will be better. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. But, like, if they just wanted to stop after two and let Jason Momoa be something else, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'd be fine with that as well. I'd be fine with that too, you know, freeze James Wan up maybe to do some other stuff too. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was a really talented director. Maybe he can finally make that trench movie he wanted. Yep. <laughs> uh, someone actually brought up an interesting point about Lobo where it's like, well, geez, you know, I hope the DC universe just doesn't, you know, try and do a bunch of DNC list unknown characters, to which I'm like, I would argue Lobo is as known, if not maybe more known than Deadpool was when Deadpool mm-hmm. got to be a film because Lobo was in more TV and more cartoons than Deadpool ever was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if they play it well, Lobo could be a good lead-in for a new Superman universe and could also probably be a Deadpool-sized hit all on its own. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, again, I'm totally fine with that. And look, I mean, the 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 best stuff to come out of the DC universe is arguably the James Gunn tied-together stuff, the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. that leads into Peacemaker. Yep. The, the most consistent, well-put-together part of the universe. <laughs> So again, you know, changing gears is fine. Yeah. Uh, Functorial helping us out. Uh, Do you think the new DC Cinematic Universe will start with a crisis? Seems like an obvious way to address continuity issues, keep what works. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to do that, I think that would be brilliant. And they could sell it to as like, hey, it's the first cinematic crisis. Yeah, well, I mean, I I figure the Flash is going to be like a a reset. Reset I would imagine... But, but again, like how much of a reset, cause that, that's all been filmed and done and everything. So like, how, how will they be able to massage it into like, I know a full reboot or whatever they plan on doing. Yeah. They, they also moved that movie up as well too. It's now coming yeah. out in June. Yeah. They want to get it out quick. <laughs> Which again, talk about another like franchise here where the juice is not worth the squeeze where it's like, okay, so we're going to have to reboot flash anyway. Because our star is unfortunately a famous, dangerous criminal. (laughs) And we got to get this one out the door anyway, because we put too much time and money in it, not just into the film, but also in silencing Ezra Miller's victim. So, you know, Mm -hmm. bland boy, uh, reboot the reboot, blah, blah, blah. The important thing to know is Green Arrow number one coming out in April. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that bland boy, too, because also on Twitter, James Gunn endeared himself to me even further by saying that he's a huge Green Arrow fan dressed up as him as Halloween. And he prefers Green Arrow with the little hat. Yeah, I have a feeling he'll appear somewhere else. I'd love for him to be in like Peacemaker or something. 
Oh, I know. Oh, he would be beautiful in Peacemaker. Having him and John Cena have to team up with each other, that yeah. would be hilarious. That'd be great. That'd be great. Also, James, J- James, you can't make me love you anymore, James. <laughs> Again, you got your start in trauma, and you love Green Arrow, and you dressed up as him for Halloween, and now you run the DC Cinematic Universe. <laughs> my man, my my guy. <laughs> I can't love you anymore. <laughs> my heart, my heart's just so full, wants to burst. Uh, again, uh, piggybacking off the back of the whole Flash conversation, apparently the Flashpoint movie too was also supposed to lead to a scrapped Batman Beyond movie that would have featured an older Keaton and older Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Which I see you say that, but honestly, I'm a little bummed at that. I'm like, oh, see, that would have made a shit ton of money in a real Spider-Man No Way Home kind of way to be like, look, we brought back old Batman and old Catwoman and they can finally be together now. Yeah, everyone, you say that, but I, you know, it'll be like one of those things. Oh, there's so many of these Black Adam fans, but they don't turn out to the fucking film. Mm. Yeah. Again, I think, you know, I mean, movie nostalgia is a strong thing. Like, I I would not have thought that Top Gun would have made all the fucking money it did, but apparently people were really <laughs> horny to see Tom Cruise fly some jets again. I think they'd be horny to see old Batman and old Catwoman back together again. <laughs> yeah, but Tom Cruise still looks like he did in the original Top Gun. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you know, the Scientology space medicine is keeping him young. Yeah. Like, look, I don't believe in any of those Hollywood conspiracy theories, but when you look at Tom Cruise, like, he's got to be doing something, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I assume it's evil, and I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Just no no one gets to keep their youth for that long <laughs> without, you know, making a deal with Satanus or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah, Xenu, yeah. Yeah, Xenu, yeah. How many, how many people must you sacrifice to Lord Xenu to keep your youth? <laughs> Uh, keeping on the Batman train, too, uh, the rumor, too, was circulating around that apparently the Batgirl directors, the now famously shelved Batgirl movie, uh, took a meeting with James Gunn. Now, I don't know if that's going to mean that they might get their movie back or that they might get, you know, something on the flip side to try and make them whole again and mend fences, a la Jason Momoa being Lobo. But it's nice to see and it's nice to hear. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind them being able to release back or at least, like, Maybe allowing them to do something with the, the the cast or something. Yeah, I mean, you got it. Do something with it. Yeah. I mean, shit, even if we just all got to go to James Gunn's house and he just plays it outside for us. <laughs> Look, you just got to come here. It's BYOB. Bring your own folding chair. I'll be playing it all day. <laughs> Because, yeah, I think, like, now they're in legal problems where, like, legally they might not be able to release it because they already took the tax write-off for it. Yeah, yeah that's the, the, the problem. Yeah, so they, they might be shit out of luck in that. But I don't know if there's some sort of, like, legal kung fu they can work where it's like, look, we can't release the movie as Batgirl, but shoot a couple extra scenes and call it something else, and then you can release it. Maybe maybe they could, it could also be, like like, a caveat where, like, Maybe they do a couple more edits to it, and it's technically not the same film that was going mm-hmm. to be released, so it's exactly. t- it's not covered or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my thought. Can they do something with it, you know, get around that? Again, I'm no lawyer. I'm especially no copyright lawyer, so I don't understand how they could work that, but I would have liked to see something with it. Yeah. Or even just accidentally leak it, like, oh, no, it's on my flash drive. I dropped it. Oh, no. <laughs> 
oh no, the finished movie's there. I sure hope it doesn't end up on the internet where everyone can see it for free. Yeah, oh no, my USB fell into the U- into the computer <laughs> and it opened YouTube and... <laughs> oh no. I I do love when whole movies end up getting leaked to YouTube. That is fucking hilarious. It's pretty, and it happens it is pretty more, good. Yeah. It happens more times than you think. Where it's like, is this real? Am I really watching this? Did this really happen? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I would like to see the Batgirl creators and cast made whole again because I just feel really bad for them because their creative endeavor got fucked over solely by cold corporate money, Matten. Yeah, when it probably, like, it probably, it, it, it's funny in hindsight because, like, they canceled that and then they announced, oh, we've only got enough money to, like, uh, f- to, to promote two movies, both of which failed spectacularly because of oh, yeah. all of the controversy around both of them, really. Oh, I know. It was a hilarious fucking joke where it's like, okay, what two movies are you doing? Oh, uh, don't worry, your darlings and Black Adam. Oh, well, I mean, one of those has to be a hit, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. neither of them were. Oh, 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 what do we do now? <laughs> Not only were neither of them hits, but each of them were actually quite embarrassing on their faces. Yeah, very. <laughs> How about that? Boy, yeah. you guys, you guys <laughs> backed the wrong person. Don't worry, we'll get it back next summer, though, when we have friggin' uh, the Flashpoint movie. Oh, isn't the star of that one a dangerous criminal that you had to pay their victim? <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Why did we buy this company? Oh, so it's okay, we have, we have Aquaman coming out. Oh, well, I mean, Amber Heard is in that film. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> it never ends for us here. Uh, but yeah, from the DC news to some other interesting news. Uh, apparently, Carl Urban let it drop on a podcast that he was on that Dread 2 might actually already be in development. Cool. I wonder what streaming service that's going to go directly to. I know, right? Isn't that the thing? Like, we'd all love Dread 2 to go to a theater, but we know it's going to a streaming service. Yeah, and I I do hope it actually gets made, because that first Dread film is really fucking good. It is, and Carl Urban genuinely seems to love the material and really want to come back to it, which warms my heart. And mm-hmm. also, hey, you you got boys' money and boys' clout now. Can't can't you just go to Jeff Bezos and be like, Butcher want Dread 2, give Butcher Dread 2? Yeah, make it like an Amazon movie. I'm shocked that they haven't tried to pitch that where it's like, yo, you know how the boys has been doing really fucking good for you on Amazon currently? Yeah, well, I heard there was meant to be a series based on like Mega City. Well, that was what they were working on, and then yeah. that fell off. Well, that that was the question he was answering, apparently, Carl okay. Urban, when they asked him, well, what's the state of that Mega City 1 show that I think was supposed to go to Netflix, but I don't know? Yeah, something like that. And he basically said, well, you know, that's been rolled into, you know, the development that's going to be happening on Dread 2. Nice, nice. So the hope is that that can actually see the light of day again if only because of his boys connection where it's like dude he's as famous as he's ever been right now come on yeah yeah do it yeah make it make it fucking happen please which hey actually speaking of carl urban and speaking of the boys they actually dropped the trailer this week for the boys spin-off generation v yeah it looks pretty good yeah looks like a boy spin-off and i liked the boys so i'm sure i'll like this yeah when's that come out uh fairly soon actually because the trailer looked fairly far along okay what what got me about it is that, you know, The Boys is a show that worked so well because of so much of the stuff they found in translation. I wonder how this, you know, spin-off is gonna work 
because obviously it doesn't look like they're going to be adapting any of the comic stuff for it. They're kind of going their own direction with like a super school where they teach young people to, you know, become the next, you know, members of the five and everything. And I'm like, okay, there's some stuff you could talk there about, you know, academia and how like institutions, you know, beat down spectacular people to be like, Mm -hmm. no, don't, don't, don't try and do any good. Only try and make money and be famous. Yeah. Well, it'll probably play very similar to the, like starlight story where she thinks mm. it's all like oh the the heroes they're all good guys and then she'll get to the school and realize there's like all this pressure from like the the faculty and everything mm. and like and you can see like how that pressure can pe- cause people to crack and then there's of course like the corruptness of it all right. and how it's all like uh very shallow Right. I, I could totally see it being like uh, they could talk about track systems like, oh, you're on the superhero track. You're mm-hmm. on the sidekick track because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we don't think you're marketable enough to be like a main superhero. Yeah, that I can s- could see that being like a point. Yeah, you're not marketable because you're not like pretty or, yeah, yeah, or your so power is not good. Yeah, yeah. You don't put out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 or exactly that too. Yeah, they could do some really fucked up stuff about academia. Hey, I'm sure they could also have some good stuff in there too about like, you know, uh, like college sports scandals and everything being like, oh, this new superhero gets to literally get away with murder because, you know, brings a lot of money to the school and everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. So there's definitely places they could go with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Someone said, yeah, like, make it a dark and gritty sky high. Yes, yeah. it's the dark and gritty sky high sequel. Yeah. Speaking of sky high, I'm surprised, like, Disney doesn't have, like, a Disney Plus series about that. What, wasn't it getting, a, like, a spiritual sequel, or did I dream that? Oh, I don't know. Didn't they have, like, like Secret Mountain, or, like, see, it was about, like, a superhero family? No idea. Am I am I imagining am I am I am I having the Simers Matt? Am I just losing it? <laughs> Again, I'm sure the I'm sure the chat will tell us. I feel like they did do so, but you're right. I mean, if freaking the Santa Claus can get a goddamn show, yeah, exactly. If the freaking Santa Claus can get like a whole limited series, then yeah, they should do something with Sky High, the thing that they own. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm looking here. Oh no, I guess it's just stuff that was similar that they did. Hero High, Zoom. Okay. Yeah, up, up, and away. So, yeah, I guess it was just similar stuff that they own, but not, like, an actual sequel. No. But, yeah, what a shit. Yeah, wow, you're right, Matt. They're leaving fucking money on the table, because I think Sky High Nostalgia is about as high as it's ever going to be. I Yeah, no, people love that film. And it, it was a pretty decent film. Yeah, it was actually. It was, like, shockingly good. Yeah. And, you know, like, solid cast as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I, I was just having a hallucination chat about a sky high scene. I, I dreamed it. Yeah, you, you wanted it to happen. <laughs> I wanted it to happen so badly. And I'm like, yeah, and they got back Kurt Russell, and he's a grandpa now and everything. <laughs> I could, I would have bet $100 that they actually did it. <laughs> like, it was in my mind, like, completely fully formed. Like, yeah, they got a secret base in a mountain now, and it's a whole thing. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, maybe I was thinking Space Mountain. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Don't listen to me. Now, uh, the last big piece of news here we got is actually a little bit of a heartwarming story. Uh, the Game Awards were last night. Not a ton of new superhero stuff. I was really hoping we'd see like some more Spider-Man stuff or some more Wolverine stuff. No, no I imagine that'll be uh, E3 next year probably probably but we did see something we saw a little bit more footage of the suicide squad game which i much say is actually coming along really nicely it is yeah 
looks good. I'm interested in it. But perhaps the most important noteworthy thing about it is they showed off a scene with Batman in it. And he's voiced by Kevin Conroy, making it officially his last vocal role before we lost him just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was really intrigued to see who they were going to get to voice Batman, because mm. I, I just assumed it was going to be the guy who voiced him in um, Gotham Knights. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, figured, yeah. It like, the new Batman voice, you know, that guy. Yeah, so it's just really nice, and they even had, like, a loving thing there, you know, uh, re remembering Kevin, a tribute to him, and I'm like, oh, that's really sweet, actually. Yeah, yeah it's really nice. It is, and I think, you know, if the game was already a must-buy for me because it was Suicide Squad, but it definitely, you know, pushed it to that extra level to where I'm like, oh, well, it's his last vocal performance, well, I have to hear this then. De definitely, definitely. And as the chat is quick to remind me, actually, they announced a Hellboy game, too. That's right, they did. They did, and it's got Mike Mignola's art style. Yeah, which is fun to see. And I, I love the whole, you know, kind of like video game cell shading thing they're doing, which means the mm -hmm. game will actually, you know, age well. Mm -hmm. They've made a couple of Hell Hellboy games before, and they've never been great. I hope nah. this one actually does manage to break that trend, because there's so much good video gamey stuff you could put in Hellboy. Like, just just make it Devil May Cry. Yeah, I mean, it looks like that. It looks like a cool, like, beat em up you know, hordes of zombies and demons and that sort of stuff so it looks pretty good yeah like you i think you could make like a really solid hellboy game have that break it up with like some detective puzzles yep oh lance reddick is actually doing the voice of hellboy in that i thought he sounded familiar Ooh, nice that's a pretty big get actually yeah huh. all righty then i might be interested in that i'll have to check that lord lord knows it'll be better than the last hellboy movie <laughs> you didn't like david harper as as hellboy I, I love David Harbour, I just didn't like the movie. <laughs> God, I want to see Violent Night so bad. Yeah, that's his new Santa movie, isn't it? Yes, yeah, Santa Die Hard. And yeah. uh, it's getting great reviews, actually. They're like, this is so much better than like the very simple concept would lead you to believe. Yeah, right. Also, because it is Die Hard, John Leguizamo has the Alan Rickman role, and he's great in it, too, apparently. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've been a booster of, like, John Leguizamo basically my entire life, and I'm so glad that he's he great. gets a cool moment. He is great. He's great in everything. Yeah. And and they do the nickname thing, too, because it's Die Hard, so it's like, you know, you're a dancer and you're tinsel and you're <laughs> everything else. No names. <laughs> but, yeah, hard drinking, hard fighting Santa Claus saves a rich family who's getting robbed on Christmas <laughs> by beating the shit out of them. <laughs> Because I bet you didn't know Santa whooped ass, but he does. And I'm like, yes, more of this, please. More of this. Apparently it just works. It does. <laughs> yeah. All right. So with that, I guess we can hop into what we read this week. You said you didn't actually get a chance to read much this week because you've been I, busy. I read I read a little bit, but like not as much as I was hoping to get read. Isn't that always the way? Yeah. Okay. What, what do you think you and I both read this week for sure? So let's start with that. Oh, shit. Uh... Uh, Batman. I'm sure we both read Oh, Batman. yeah. We definitely both read Batman. Yes. Batman 130, the big conclusion to the failsafe arc. Yes. And uh, what a conclusion it was. Yeah. Pretty damn strong conclusion, too, with probably one of the best, most creative Batman action scenes I've seen in a long time with Batman needing to re enter Earth's atmosphere without dying. Yeah. With, with just his bat suit. <laughs> Josh's bad suit. The things that Zdarsky pulls on there, it's like, well, obviously the grappling hook is gas powered, so he can use it to direct himself. Yeah, yeah, and then he found a, a, a destroyed javelin's booster, and he can use that to like, like, 
slowly get himself in into position in Earth's orbit and everything. And Batman doesn't have to worry about suffocating because he's trained his body to such a level where he doesn't need to breathe as much. Yes, as and he's got so he's got like some some oxygen and, and it's slowly going down and he's got he knows he's got the time and everything. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, but it doesn't but all course, go to plan because everything fucking explodes. <laughs> yeah, as tends to be the case. But don't worry though, because he can create an airtight seal on his face using his own trunk. So there, everyone <laughs> who said the trunks are stupid, Zdarsky just told you to shut the fuck up. They're cool and they work. They have a use. Yeah, <laughs> they have a great use. And then Batman just lands in the Arctic, and it's like, well, I'm here now. Fell from space. No big deal. Yeah, I'm exactly where I wanted to be near the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> See, this is good bat god. This is bat yeah. god done well, where it's like, it would kill any mortal man, but I am no mortal man. I am Batman. Well, as well, like, Zadarsky makes it clear that, like, oh, no, 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 that, like, this this could fit, like, completely fucked up Batman, but, like, adrenaline is, like, the only thing keeping him standing at the moment. Also, he didn't make up anything, where it's like, no, he did this all with shit that was on his belt. Yeah, yeah. Guy didn't do any ass pulls, like, he just did it because he could. Yeah, he didn't press a button and activate the satellite that has... The backup mm. space armor because he knew this would happen and yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said nope he was in a bad position but he used his training and his know-how and it worked mm-hmm. uh it's interesting how they ultimately choose to take down failsafe too where batman's like nope can't kill it but maybe if we upload a virus into it they can teach it compassion maybe it won't kill us yeah we can slightly alter its its uh its 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 uh morality meter a little yeah. bit and and make it like like give it compassion and make it uh kinder it it was too renegade we need to get it to paragon is what we need and also hey again uh, talk about like a great like kind of compliment love letter to tim drake where batman's like look it beat batman before but let's fight it as batman and robin and to have bruce say oh you know when we fight together me and tim we're completely you know in sync with each other unlike all the other robins who did their own things yeah did you have a bunch of people who got like really pissy about that i did not actually i did i had a bunch of people who got really pissy at the idea that like like Bruce thinks that Tim is like a good Robin. I don't know why. I I think they thought that oh well this means he doesn't like the other Robins. I'm like but literally no. not what he said. He just yeah. said that he's in the most sync because yeah. hey Tim was the first Robin who wanted to be a Robin. The yeah. other ones just kind of found their way to it. And probably the the only Robin who could may probably match Bruce like intellectually. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's the detective. Rachel Gould yeah. even called him detective one time. Yeah. Jace Jensen saying Batman taught me trunk save lives. Yes. And never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, they go through all of this. They upload the virus and uh, Batman still gets shot anyway, only to have uh friggin' fail safe say that was compassion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I uh, hell maybe, maybe it is. Cause he, we find out that he gets teleported to maybe somewhere. crime alley. Yeah. Maybe we're not sure. Yeah. Somewhere very, very much like how, uh, Final Crisis ended with him getting shot by Darkseid's Omega Beams again, teleported back in time. (laughs) I make that joke in my video. I'm like, that's not the first time uh, Batman got shot by beams and everyone thought he was dead. Yeah. What I like is Zdarsky actually goes all the way back to issue one and reminds us that this started with Batman having a nightmare about the Joker killing all his friends and family and taking everything away from him. Yep. Which means that Batman was willing to go and take the hit for Tim to try and stop that from happening. And I'm like, ah, that's good heroic Batman right there. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good, good stuff. I like it. Uh, What else did you have this week, Matt? 
Um, I had like a bunch of like Thor and Thanos stuff. Oh shit, that's I wanted to get to this, but I had so much to catch up on. But please go ahead. Uh yeah, so Thanos Death Notes came out. Uh it's a bunch of stories about Thanos that's sort of wrapped in this idea that Thor is he's arrived on Titan to Ayla's uh lab, which is what Thanos used as like a hideout for a time. And he yeah. finds all these like different files he's been collecting information on and research on like different beings and items and all sorts of stuff and uh he we find this is thor trying to deduce like that vision he had mm. of, of as like what what's thanos up to is like is thanos, thanos really wins at the end of the world yeah is thanos really dead because at the moment he's dead because he got fucked up by the eternals and like sent into like a reality where he was like a puffy monster man or something yeah he got he got like dead deaded by the eternals like, yeah yeah up. yeah and and it turns out like he is dead technically because death appears and says, yeah, Thanos is dead. I've claimed him as I always do. But, uh, but Thor is still like, eh, I don't know. And so we get like a bunch of different stories. Um, and one of them is like, it's like the most mind blowing thing ever. It's written by Christopher Cantwell. And it's when nice. I, Iron Man, uh, he got in contact with Drax the destroyer who was, then who was imprisoned by Thanos and uh, Iron Man thought fought Thanos and they thought they killed him. But what they really did was they actually destroyed like a robot Thanos that oh, he yeah, used this... as like a decoy. Yeah. It's like a very old story. Yeah. Yeah. This is like an actual story. I think yeah. this is actually like the, one of the first drag stories because yes. Drax debuts in an Iron Man story. Yes. Yes. Um, so this is uh, Tony looking over the robot and he wants to like, kind of figure out how it works so he can better like prepare to against Thanos and it's got Titan technology which is very advanced mm -hmm. and everything and the robot starts up again and wants to deliver a message from Thanos and we find mm. it's so fucking crazy we find out that Thanos will again this is the robot saying that Thanos has actually come from the future come to the past oh. to reshape all of reality to his liking so that in the future he will be the supreme god of everything and the whole marvel universe we've seen has just been a simulation <laughs> and and tony's like yeah get fucked you know i don't believe you at all and the robot tells him like we'll just weigh this up if if someone like the mad titan could make me this robot and you know get the infinity stones and all that he could theoretically do that. And Tony's like, holy shit. Yeah, he could. And he has this like existential crisis. Like, am I in a simulation? Like, and we learn that like in the simulation, like anything that rebels is like vivisected both physically and psychically for all time. And, and, uh, all this like horrible, horrible shit happens to them. So Tony's like, like freaking out. But then he realizes if he's in the simulation, he can't tell anyone because then Thanos would find out and you know end up killing him or imprisoning him so he has to live with the secret that thanos potentially rules the entire universe they are existing in is that what drives him to drink it's kind of implied <laughs> that's pretty good actually yeah it's kind of implied and it's christopher cantwell writing it so it's probably tied in with all of the stuff he did with his iron man run which is brilliant yeah, I was going to say, that sounds very similar. Huh. Yeah, uh, we get another cool story about uh, death meeting with Thanos and discussing Thanos' first love, Carnella. 
from Titan. Mm, yes. uh, is a very old character, hasn't been around for very long because she's dead. Didn't, um, didn't Jason Aaron name drop her in his origin story? I think yes. he might have. Yeah, we, we learned she's like the first uh, woman that, that saw Thanos as more than just like an ugly, puffy monster man and mm. and loved him for who he is. And because of that, like Titan like tried to kill him, like the people in Titan tried to kill him and they ended up uh, injuring her in the process and she sacrifices her life so that Thanos can live. And, and, and death basically uses her story to sort of manipulate Thanos a little bit into getting the wrong message from what her mm. sacrifice meant in right. that, in that, in that now Thanos has to become the monster. Everyone expects him to be to, uh, balance out the universe with life and death. So, right. so it's really the genesis of why Thanos has become a monster. So there's his Freudian excuse. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, it's good. And then it picks up in, in the recent Thor. Um, cause, um, which is not written by Kate's. It was a special guest story. Yes. yes. Uh, it was, so it's picked up because um, th uh, Thor finds out from death that Corvus Glaive is up to something. And uh, in the book, Corvus has like kidnapped a child and we don't really know what's going on. He's like taking this child and uh, is using it to try and access that black glove that Thanos has. Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the black glove. Um, and Thor realizes, Oh, he's going to have to like go into hell and, and do all this stuff. And he ends up, I don't want to spoil too much of it. Cause it's actually really fucking good. And, and I do want to actually yeah. try and read this. If yeah. I can ever have the fucking time to read all of Hulk so I can do banner of war. So I can have all the context yeah. to keep reading Thor. Yeah. I don't want to reveal who the child is either because it's like a big reveal, but they end up going to like this mirror that shows them like, the future sort of thing kind of like that mirror right. in um last jedi that ray looks oh. into and um yeah, the child looks into it and sees who they really are when they grow up and then uh corvus looks into it and he sees himself with the gauntlet the um mm. that black gauntlet with the the black infinity stone in it so he's like oh i'm gonna get all powerful uh power and everything not realizing that thanos is probably gonna kill him for it um, Interesting. Thor, meanwhile, is like traveling through As Asgard and like recruiting people to sort of figure out what Corvus is up to. Uh, yeah, he's he got a whole team. Yeah, he ends up going to, uh, I believe it's Hell, uh, where he runs into Boar, because uh, oh, as we find out, yeah, as we find out in the in the in the Thanos Death Notes, uh, Boar uh, Thanos had like a bunch of files on him that mm. that were seemingly taken and thor wants to know why and what what boar has to do with thanos yeah we don't get a lot about boar honestly yeah huh that is fun guy I, I do want to read this i really do do you do it's really dude it's really good if i didn't have so much friggin' spider-man this week i might have actually been able to find the time to catch up yeah did, have you read the the uh, thor issue 28 that was the the ending of that venom team up no, I haven't even gotten there yet. Oh, that man, that that was that was fucking good. Fucking Donald Blake comes back and he's got. A, oh, holy shit! For he, real? Yeah, he's got like a fucking symbiote, and we've we've been saying forever. When are they going to bring back Donald Blake? That's the one thing of Thor ephemera they've never brought back. Yeah, did you, you you did you read enough Venom to know who Meridius is? Uh yeah, he was that guy. He's the future who... Edward Brock. Yes, he meets him at a point there, and he's yeah. like, "I'm an all-knowing time god, and you know, I've mastered the symbiote in a way you never have." Yeah, he ends up coming back in time uh, and and uh, infecting Donald Blake with a symbiote. Right, it gets really confusing because it's like you know, 
friggin' uh, Bedlam is Eddie, but Meridius yeah. is Eddie, yeah. and everyone Bed- is Bedlam was Eddie. involved in this story as well, and yeah. <laughs> Again, it's all fucking connected. Again, I-, I was liking that Venom book, but I just had to drop it off. When I dropped it, uh, friggin' Dylan was involved in a goddamn California yeah. biker war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which was fun shit. I love a good biker war. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, more stuff I had this week. Ooh, I had Daredevil 6. Ooh, nice. What's going on in Daredevil? So fucking much is going on in Daredevil. It's kind <laughs> of amazing. Uh, Electra might have killed the president. Oh, awesome. They don't say which president she went to the UN to be like, look, I'm pretty sure the hand is killing politicians and replacing them with like sleeper agents. Okay, okay. And Iron Man comes to stop her and being like, yo, we know you and freaking Matt broke a bunch of prisoners out of the Myrmidon last week. (laughs) And uh, hey, in a great bit of continuity, Elektra beats Iron Man by using the same nanotech size that she or that he gave her to beat Bullseye like several arcs ago. Oh, nice. And friggin' Iron Man's like, ah, shit. <laughs> really, I really tonied myself on this one. <laughs> and yeah, there's like this politician there and his face is all like covered in shadows because, you know, they don't want to make it look like a comic character killed a real sitting president. Mm-hmm. And Elektra's like, are you are you one of them? Are you one of those sleepers? And she's like, he's like, nah, I'm just the president. Creepy smile. So she like tackles him out a window and kills him. And the whole world is watching. And it's like, well kind of hard for daredevil and the fist to come back from that one yeah i'd love if the president was like phil colson like in heroes like reborn <laughs> but yeah so electric killed the president nice <laughs> awesome and yeah it looks like a war between daredevil the fist and the avengers are like you know inevitable sweet sweet oh this this also gives the punisher as the new leader of the hand a reason to act too oh really? yeah i guess it does yeah yeah, he, like, comes out of the shadows now, and he's like, oh, so Elektra, Daredevil's wife, just killed the president, huh? It's yeah. pretty evil. Yeah. Sounds like uh, someone's hankering for a punishing, is yeah. what that sounds like. need to get a punisher on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's literally what it breaks down to. He's just sharpening his swords. It's like, oh, <laughs> well, I'll be. <laughs> Guess I better get on this. <laughs> That, that new book came out this week, too. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But yeah, the Daredevil book and the Punisher book are becoming really simpatico right now. Yeah, I, I've, got a, I've got time off work coming up, and I'm going to go and catch up on all of them. It's really enjoyable, especially because I know this is headed to probably some big mega big event. Big event, where, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're Shadowlands 2. <laughs> yeah, better this time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fucking, you know, Jesus Daredevil, who's grown like a whole Jesus beard and everything, and he's working miracles. Versus Frank the Devil, Punisher, who has Satan powers now and is being empowered by the Dark Forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be great. It's going to be great. They're going to fight for the spirit of mankind, and I can't wait. It's going to be good shit. But yeah, Daredevil continues to be off the fucking charts. Nice. Uh, what else did you have? I had two Spider-Man books and a Captain America book. <laughs> cool. Uh, I had Avengers issue 63, the second part of Jason Aaron's Avengers Assemble story. Yes, which is winding down from what you told me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, the multiversal masters of evil are fought by the prehistoric Avengers and the pre- present <laughs> Avengers. And uh, they make it very clear that the, the, the masters of evil are like completely outgunned, even just by like the, the normal present day Avengers. They've, they completely like not faced anything like this before since they immediately get their like shit pushed in. Right. Which is really fun. Um, they still hold their own enough to like keep the, keep the fight going and everything. But then doom realizes that, okay, if we're not going to win this, we'll just like 
take their future from them so he unleashes like a deadly plague on the prehistoric earth with the intent on killing every living thing on the world so that the future cannot happen and the avengers cannot exist (laughs) fuck your future yeah yeah um so it's up to the ghost rider of the prehistoric uh avengers to deal with it and he he kind of goes all out this issue ends up killing the multiversal masters of evil have like a um they have like this really weird berserker wolverine who's got like adamantium like like poking out of his eyes and all over his <laughs> body and everything and he he fights him and melts the adamantium in him and has his at his mammoth stomp on him and kill him and <laughs> Uh, and he and he ends up uh, he he's been like the 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 crux of this this whole little arc because he set up uh, Agamotto with the question of like is is being a hero worth it is being mm. an Avenger worth it if the sin continues Debatable. and he he asked that question again of Valkyrie uh, which I thought was a really neat pull from Jason Aaron just because Valkyrie is like obviously a person who deals with death in humans a lot she sees humans for who they really are and Mm -hmm. and how they can really be and everything so she tells them like it might not seem like it's worth it but it is in the end and and we're gonna make sure it's worth it and so the ghost rider rides off uh on on his mammoth on his on his flaming mammoth and and destroys the 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 plague uh but then also destroys himself as well and yeah yeah he ends up dying and the the cool twist here is that throughout the whole book we've had this narration and you think Mm. it's from ghost rider because it it talks about like hellfire and like being 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 a spirit of vengeance and everything Mm. but it's not the ghost rider it's talking about it's the prehistoric phoenix Ah. who as we find out when thor and odin combine their mjolnirs to create a a lightning storm that is seen halfway across the galaxy (laughs) uh she ends up seeing it and and takes that as like oh shit earth's in trouble i'm gonna return to earth despite <laughs> what odin said to me and protect my son oh that's nice yeah well there you go so yeah sounds like a lot of shit is happening in Ooh, avengers yeah. as is always the case oh yeah as as a nice juxtaposition you know where a lot of stuff wasn't happening but it was actually really refreshing for a change where's that uh miles morales spider-man number one from cody ziggler that came out this week i've still got to read this a wonderful fresh start you're gonna like it a lot because this one basically assumes look nothing that happened before mattered fresh start nice awesome fantastic it's really good it's just a very simple story of miles being late for class because he was too busy fighting the scorpion and he has to go to school with a black eye oh nice okay well one that he can't explain much like he can't explain why he's continually late for class okay and uh, a professor gets really up in his shit about it and actually mentions something that is often forgotten in the Miles Morales lore, and that is the only reason he's attending that nice, fancy school is because he won a lottery for it. Mm, yeah, yep. They bring that up, and the professor's like, look, you know, if you're not going to take your study seriously and you're going to keep blowing off classes and everything, you know, I imagine another student out there would probably love to be privileged enough to get this. And, you know, because of that, I'm actually suspending you, Miles. Oh, damn. 
So, like, Miles' life is really coming apart, and he, like, calls his parents because he has to come clean to them. And it's a very vulnerable and really relatable moment where he just breaks down. He's like, geez, you know, Mom, Dad, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, stuff that used to be so easy is so hard now. I feel like my life is spinning. You know, I got all these, you know, uh, jackbooted super cops here in the city trying to stop me from being a hero because technically ever since Devil's Reign, it's illegal to be a hero in New York, but only, like, yep. some of the books remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and isn't that like as well like uh like the Thunderbolts book is tangentially yep. tied to that? Yeah. It's very connected to it. In fact, uh yeah. Hawkeye is in Captain America this week and he mentions that to Cap where he's like, Look, technically I'm the only one who's allowed to be a hero in New York right now. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, Shut up, Clint. <laughs> no one asked your opinion. Yeah, no one cares what you think. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna keep being heroes, whatever, no matter what the status quo <laughs> says. But yeah, so it's just like a really touching story and they kind of maybe introduce a new villain who's been spying on Miles and knows everything about him. And my theory, I only thought about this when I put the video up, my theory is this person uh, was supposed to get like that uh, position in the school but didn't. Okay. That they were like a gifted person and who, you know, because of that lost out on their opportunity and now mm. they're they're making money like upgrading lame villains tech and everything. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, they become obsessed with Miles. They watch over him. They're like, oh, he's actually Spider-Man. Holy shit. Nice. And I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting place to start this. Cool. Now, I saw a thing. I don't know whether it's something that's come out yet or or, uh, or is going to be. And I thought it might have been revealed in this book. But, like, I saw something about, like, where there's, like, a future Miles Morales and he's a Deathlock. Ah, that is in the Savage Avengers book. Ah, okay, okay from friend of the channel, David Papos, which I, yes. I dropped off on that, but I did get that reveal. And yes, the Deathlock in that book, the one who is the Terminator who got sent back in time to kill Conan and put everything back in order. Yes, that's actually a miles from the future. That's such a cool twist. That's so cool. It, it really is. I'm like, oh, you get to have your cake and eat it too. You get to have a miles and Deathlock in the same book. Yeah, that's cool. I got to go back to that. I know uh, they did mm. the Conan story. They wrapped that up. And now they're doing like a Marvel 2099 story where instead of going back to the present, they overshot it and went to the future. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just keep fucking up. But yeah, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, really great. Uh, really easy to get back into. And uh, hey, he's wearing his classic costume again. Nice, nice. Oh, they, yeah. Thank God they got rid of that fucking hood. Yeah. Whatever the hell they were trying there for a minute. The baggy poor man's cane streetwear yeah. affair. Yeah, it looked terrible. They, it didn't look great at all. They they don't even explain why he's back in his old one. He's just back in his old one. And I'm like, they right know. on. They, they know. Look, look, we know you hated this, but we're going to bring it back. I mean, look, they, he just needs more costumes for his next video game appearance. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last Spider-Man book I read this week was The Polar Opposite of Miles, which was fun and refreshing at a good time. I had Dark Web number one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fucking kill me, Matt. Yeah, yeah. I've not been this annoyed this early in a series in a very long time. Like, even friggin' Future's End, I gave a chance. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is just, just everything about this is flimsy and forced and just not fun. Really? Yeah, everything about this doesn't work. Ben's motivation as a villain sucks. It's always sucked. It's a thing that a simple conversation could easily fix, but mm -hmm. they won't. Yep. Because we won't have an event. Uh, not only does that suck, but they're trying really hard to make Ben be, you know, oh, I'm an, I'm an intense, scary villain now. Mm -hmm. 
where you're not, you're Ben Riley. You'll never be scary or intimidating. That just doesn't work. <laughs> the lines they give him are the worst. They're so bad. I feel like uh, Zeb Wells, who is a funny guy, is like now purposely taking the piss out of the story. <laughs> Because Goblin Queen comes to him and it's like, oh, you know, my scythe has magic powers. I can turn pain into power. And uh, friggin' Ben is like, oh, you know, if pain is power, then I'm full of it. I'm like, yeah, you're fucking full of something, all right? <laughs> That's an actual line. I'm not making that up. That is a line in this book. Oh, and it, uh, both both these Spider-Man books were written by the same person, right? No, uh, Cody Ziegler wrote uh, the Miles one. This is Zeb Wells. Though they ah, were both okay, yeah. part of the Beyond yeah. Brain Trust. In fact, yeah. the Miles book mentions the Beyond stuff and mentions that Peter is acting like a dick and blowing <laughs> off his friends. <laughs> the X-Men show up and instantly know that Madeline Pryor is behind this because she's doing her same Inferno shit that she always does. <laughs> which is so stupid because Goblin Queen's like, yes, you will be my agent, Ben, so the Krakoa and the mutants don't know what I'm doing. Oh, but I'm going to send an army of demons up there even though that's totally my thing. <laughs> so one issue in, it's like, oh, so there's no reason for any of this? <laughs> She's like, oh, and we also need to grow our evil team too. Here's my ace in the hole, Eddie Brock, the king in black, who is now on our team now. Oh, okay, I don't know how they'll explain that, but okay. Which makes no goddamn sense. No. Apparently people who do read the Venom book told me that I guess Eddie, because he's a time traveler now, he just landed in limbo at the end of the last arc and he didn't know where his son was and he's got like time confusion and Goblin Queen said, oh, I'll help you find your son, but you have to help me first. Mm, okay. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. That's stupid. And at the end, Eddie becomes gross monster Venom again with all the fangs and the big tongue and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's also now being mind controlled. Yeah, I, again, it's just just seems like more more bullshit just to have like Spider Man fight Venom again. Yeah, and to have characters not act like themselves. There is one bright spot in this issue, and it's the last thing I actually expected to be good. Mm -hmm. It's a Norman Osborne moment. So like Peter and all of his friends are together celebrating Harry's birthday. Harry, who died at the end of the Spencer Rum. Yep. And Norman doesn't want to go in and join the party because he's like, well, that wasn't really Harry, though. That was a clone who clone, we knew yeah. for many years. Yeah. But Norman's like, but I kind of loved the clone, though, because he got to see me actually try and be a good guy and try and mend my ways before the end. And the clone actually sacrificed himself to save me and Peter. And he's just really conflicted about what that means. And I'm like, oh, that's actually really good. And like, oh, my God, is Norman actually growing and evolving in this story? Holy shit. Awesome. <laughs> Where Peter's just like, yeah, man, I'm here too. <laughs> this is a Spider-Man event, but like literally none of this has anything to do with me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Dark dark Web is tedious. Dark Web is work. When I look at this, I'm like, oh, this is going to keep going, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, had one, I had one more book. All right, cool. Let's have it. Uh, it's the Dark Crisis Warzone tie-in. Okay, see, I looked at this, and then I'm like, well, I have two Spider-Man books, so I'm not doing a Dark Crisis book. <laughs> you chose a good Spider-Man book and a bad Spider-Man book. That was my thing, where it's like, look, I gotta do two Spider-Man books this week, so fuck it, I'm not doing Dark Crisis. <laughs> what, uh, what, what went on in this one? Because I know I saw a bunch of, like, clickbaity uh, titles where it's like, ooh, a, a major hero returns. Uh, yeah, 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 kinda, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's like just like a bunch of stories that's happening during... Uh, the giant fight at the front of the Hall of Justice. That's uh, been going on for like five tie-ins yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first first one's uh, 
dealing with Iris learning about Linda Park's uh, new superpowers, new super speed powers. Oh, uh, she has powers now, Linda? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. She got them in the last arc of the uh, Jeremy Adams Flash run. Oh, and that's actually being carried over here. Yeah, shit. yeah. Well, they're, they're right. Jeremy Adams wrote this story, and he's writing. He's still writing uh, the Flash book, and that's that's now uh, Wally and his family all, all, all with superpowers now. And she's got oh, like her nice. her costume and everything. And she's like helping out the people, uh, get people to safety, and she helps Linda. And uh, they find a bunch of like kids who are like lost in the confusion of the battle, and they end up going to an armory in the in the Hall of Justice and like arming mm -hmm. themselves to the teeth and just like blowing shit up and everything. It's pretty cool. That's nice. Uh, the next story is uh, probably oh, the big... Oh, it's an anthology. Yeah, the next story is the, probably the big, uh, the the clickbaity one, which sees uh, Jim Corrigan uh, turn up to the battle uh, oh, because shit. because um, the Spectre has been taken over by the darkness. Yeah, uh, wait, but did, didn't Darkseid kill them all on Omega Earth because he was part of the Quintessence? Or can you not... Kill didn't Spectre? didn't yeah well you, you can't literally kill Spectre but yeah he he got turned into part of the Dark Army, uh, right. the Spectre, um and so Jim Corrigan's turned up. He's like I'm sick of fucking this bullshit and and he confronts the uh the Spectre and uh ultimately has to become the Spectre again to stop it from being infected. Maybe he didn't kill the quintessence. Maybe he just put the dark chains on them. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. I, I want to say Darkseid killed him, but I'm like, Joshua Williamson, you wrote that and you wrote these other ones. You should know this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm pretty sure he didn't kill them or, he, or, yeah. or if he did, he killed aspects of them. Right. I mean, because they are like the most powerful being yeah. in the freaking DC universe. So you probably just can't omega beam them to death. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, yes, Spectre, Jim Corrigan is back as the Spectre, uh, cool. which is a lot of fun. I imagine we'll be getting like probably a book from him at some point. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, he's back as Spectre. I can't wait to not read about his monthly <laughs> adventures. Because <laughs> when was the last time we had just a Spectre book? uh yeah yeah um then we had like a like a little amazon uh amazonian sort of story about like them sort of finding out about the the dark crisis event before it happens like thanks to like their um uh oh, what do you call it like the oracles like the yeah. the seers they yeah they sort of like see what's going to happen and and end up like deciding we're going to come and help these people yeah, and, professional um, spoilers and help them yeah 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 they got spoilers just before they read the last issue yeah um <laughs> we get it we get to see like what the green lanterns are up to and they're all like sort of fighting together and uh which is really cool joe mullen gets to like be with all of these other lanterns that she hasn't really been with uh the whole time which is a lot of fun and then the final story is about it continues on that story with uh red canary and, oh, and Robin and all that, and uh, uh, the Justice League are back, so Red Canary gets to meet Black Canary, and oh, and fun. Black and Black Canary, yeah, yeah, Black Canary's like the first person uh, in, in, in this woman's professional hero life. He's like, hey, you're pretty cool. Come team up with Aww. me. Yeah, yeah, which, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> I uh, I had one last one. I'll be really quick with it. It's Captain America: Sentinel of Liberty number seven. This is the Steve book. Mm -hmm. Uh, he got shot and betrayed by Winter Soldier yep. at the end of the previous issue. But, of course, Winter Soldier didn't really mean to do it. He just wanted to infiltrate the Outer Circle mm -hmm. so he could kill them all. That's the first thing he tries to do. He tries to shoot them all. I was like, ah, crap, I guess you guys have rules in place so you can't just kill each other, huh? <laughs> I should have thought about this. 
Yeah. Oh, that's literally what it is. It's like, oh, so I made a bad mistake for the right reason, and now I literally just have to play it out, huh? <laughs> that's literally what it is. And so he's, like, trying to help Steve from the shadows and everything, but Steve is, like, really heartbroken, thinking his friend betrayed him. Shockingly, it's Namor who gets him out of it. Okay. Because Steve got knocked in the water, and he lost his shield, but Namor just, like, comes out of the water. Here, you drop this. <laughs> And Namor's like, I, I wouldn't be upset if I were you. If Bucky wanted to kill you, he probably would have shot you in the head, not in the arm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he would have shot you in the head. Also, you know, he's always lived in your shadow, Steve. He's always gone to the dark places that you can't maybe, you know, just be thankful that he did you a solid on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboy helping us out in the chat. The last entire arc of Spider-Man I enjoyed reading was Superior Spider-Man. Arcs after Superior weren't suspenseful. Yeah, you could argue yeah. what was the last really good arc of Spider-Man that, like, really stuck together. Yeah, well, if you like that Dan Slott one, he's got a Spider-Man book, which seems to be the better one of the two. <laughs> it does. But, uh, so, yeah, the big thing in Captain America is he meets up with Sharon again, who has hilariously been working for the CIA trying to find Nomad, who we know is alive now because of the Sam book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Steve's like, all right, if I got to fight this big super villain conspiracy there, we need to make a new Secret Avenger. So he makes a new Secret Avenger. Oh, nice. Awesome. Nick Fury Jr., Black Widow, Clint, that redacted robot who he befriended, and, uh, oh, Dryad Peggy Carter, who is also a double agent working for Bucky right now. Nice. Cool. Because she, too, was an enforcer, an unknowing enforcer for the Outer Circle. Mm -hmm. And they're like, look, they're going to try and kill you and start over with new enforcers because, you know, a bunch of them either turned against them or actively got elevated in the organization so i love that peggy is like a a double agent within a double agent Mm -hmm. but yeah captain american continues to be great both books are great definitely being on my end of the year list this year for awesome awesome yeah i gotta catch up on them it's good good shit and actually uh i guess with that before we end the show i guess we can talk about holiday plans for everyone because we got at least 50 people watching us Mm mm-hmm so next week we won't have a live show because Matt and I are going to be banking our Christmas show so it can come out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we've got a fun Christmas show planned for you. I think we're going to do like ridiculously expensive geek gifts. Yep. So we're just going to do like, you know, a bunch of wealth watching and being like, man, could you imagine if you could afford this? <laughs> So we're going to fuck around. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a great time. And, you know, you can watch that on Christmas Day with your dinner. You can watch it to, uh, you know, avoid your family. You know, it'll be great. It'll yeah. Be a great time. Yeah. We had so much fun last year with it. Shit, I guess I got to run that. So I got to get all the pictures together and everything. Matt ran it last year. So that's my gift to him. He won't have to run a show. <laughs> I'll take point on that one. And then uh, on the 31st, which I think is also a Saturday, mm-hmm. if I'm pretty. Yep, it is a Saturday, actually. Yep. That will be New Year's, so I guess Matt and I will just do our favorite everything of the year. Yeah, 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 we'll just do something like that. Which is good, because I need to catch up on movies. I was looking there at my list, it's, you know, comics was easy, because that's work, I can put all that together. When I looked at movies and games, it's like, wow, I watched way more TV this year, saw way few movies, and finished basically no video games. (laughs) Is this what 30 is, Matt? I think this is what 30 feels like. (laughs) I had too many TV shows and just barely made it to 10 movies. I'm hoping to use that time in between to catch up on some stuff I haven't seen. I haven't seen Nope. I haven't seen Barbarian. I haven't seen Triple R, that Bollywood movie that everyone's in love with. You you gotta see all these films. I do. I need time to sit down and not do comics to watch them. And also, to give TV a break, because like I said, I saw way too much fucking TV this year. (laughs) 
it's like I could watch a movie or I could just stream some stuff. Any uh, any uh, recommendations, Matt, for movies? Uh, well, you, you mentioned Barbarian. I definitely recommend that film. Yes, I know. I wanted to watch it over Halloween, but I never got the chance. I made plans with someone and they broke them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the new Hellraiser is really good as well. Is it actually? Yeah, yes. I did hear that that one was surprisingly actually good. Yes, it's very good. What's the rights situation like that recently? Because I know the rights are kind of all over the place. Uh... You know what? I'm not too sure. I mean, I, there was nothing in it that like screamed like, oh, they had to replace this because of rights issues and stuff like okay. that. Because I know there was like a couple years there when it's like, look, we make these like how Fox made X-Men films. We have to make them every couple of years or we'll lose the rights. Yeah, well, it, it, this one didn't feel like we're making it for like contractual obligations because like the guy, David Bruckner, the guy who made it, like he actually likes Clive Barker, likes all that stuff. And there's like actual like, artistic integrity put into it oh that's good uh i haven't seen tar yet i know that's the big like you know art house movie where everyone's like if you see one art house movie this year yeah functorial just said tar yeah everyone's going crazy for tar in the art scene and i promise myself i need to see one art movie a year so maybe tar <laughs> will be the one <laughs> gotta see that uh someone mentioned wednesday in the chat yeah i started watching wednesday actually because again i've just been you know binging the shit out of tv it's pretty good yeah it's pretty good it works it's literally like hey what if we took a fully formed totally snarky wednesday adams and dropped her in the middle of a cw show the only difference is, is she kind of knows she's in a cw show and thinks it's bullshit yeah the only thing like really holding me back from actually watching that is that it, it's it's modern day tim burton and I just fucking hate that he hasn't grown as an artist since 1992. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He's just directing it. He didn't write it. He didn't, oh, okay. like, show run it. It's the Smallville guys who wrote it and show ran it. Oh, so uh, Miles Miller and Alfred Go. Yes, which is kind of hilarious that they're doing this CW pastiche knowing that they did friggin' CW. Okay, okay, that's cool. Functorial also recommending Bullet Train. Uh, yeah, Bullet watched... Train's pretty good. I watched the first 10 minutes of Bullet Train, then had to go and do something else and never went back to it. But I did like the 10 minutes of Bullet Train that I saw. <laughs> this is my problem as an adult now. I just have no fucking time to do anything. I heard Black Phone was good, too. A lot of horror movies I meant to see this year, but never did. I wanted to see Severance. There was a lot of shows I wanted to see. I I, I got, like, I bought the first couple digital episodes of Kings of Tulsa. I was going to watch mm -hmm. that. That's That's really good, yeah. I did watch the first new Doom Patrol episode back. Yeah. It's good. I, I'm, I'm like behind on the season on that, so yeah. It's good. Watch it, love it, and support it now before Zasloff inevitably fucking cancels it. <laughs> That's my thing. Like, I, I do TikTok reviews for it now, and I'm like, hey, it's their fourth and probably last season, let's face it, so enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Still, still the best version of Cyborg in anything. Yeah, it, it is. He's really good in that show. The material he gets is amazing. At the end of the last season, he, like, got rid of his robot parts. And now in this new season, he's being, like, tech support for Doom Patrol, who's finally deciding to be a super team now. Oh, nice. But he just feels sort of lost in a drift where it's like, well, if I'm not Cyborg, who am I? Yeah, who am I? Yeah. I did see the Northman. The Northman was great. Northman is pretty good, yeah. Northman. Northman. Man, just fucking hitting shit with swords and everything. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, him and Willem Dafoe getting fucking gacked on Viking drugs and having visions. 
<coughs> that shit's great. Yeah, I haven't watched the last episode of Stargirl because I'm kind of like, oh, once I watch this, it's done, huh? Yeah, that that's really sad. I mean, like they do. She's getting like a cro- crossover with like Titans this season. Like, I don't know how that's gonna work because I guess she's just gonna appear. Yeah, I don't get it either. Yeah, I watched the. I I was like in, just intrigued just because like they they brought Lex Luthor into uh titans it's played by titus welliver which is kind of an interesting choice and i watched that first episode and i was like yeah this is bullshit and then lex luther dies so yeah Ah. who gives a shit (laughs) i swear that show is fucking designed to like make guys like you and me pull our fucking hair out oh oh it's shocking and i know people who like it and i know people who've tried to get me to like it but every time i sit and watch them like this this is doing the opposite of yeah. everything i would do this feels like it's designed it's just so, to piss me off yeah it's 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 bullshit every yeah every creative choice makes me go that's bullshit this fucking bullshit <laughs> i'll like that why'd you do that yeah, the only good episode was that real the, that first uh superboy episode with crypto I, I, oh, it wasn't. yeah it was actually like really good and then then they just went back to their bullshit <laughs> uh, of course like seriously when i sat and tried to watch that show i sat and watched it with like my arms crossed <laughs> like well if i'm not going to enjoy myself then you don't get to enjoy <laughs> yourself either <laughs> all right everyone we're rambling at this point thank you for hanging out with us we appreciate it. thank you Everyone who donated in the Super Chat, it helps a lot, especially at this time of year. But hey, you know, get ready. If you love donating money, uh, Monday the 19th from 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to be doing a big Christian or Christmas charity stream. A, Chris, Christian. a Christian charity stream, yeah. Yes, I shell out for Jesus. Yeah, you're going to donate all your money to that <laughs> that one pastor who owns like, like 10 jets and everything because he needs it. He needs it. There yeah. you go. Well, you know, his name is Joel, too, you see. So. Yeah, yeah. He needs it because, he, you know, he, hard times. The tax man has come by. Hard you know. times, baby. <laughs> but, yes, I'm doing a Christmas charity stream. There might be some Christ in it because, you know, I'm going to be watching a public domain Christmas specials. <laughs> and, oh, I got some good ones. I got some black and white ones, some weird Canadian ones, some parade stuff, mm-hmm. animated shit from the 70s that ain't been seen in years and no one's actually looking after the copyright anymore. <laughs> maybe we should buy the copyright for them we should you know we'll get it for a song and then sue everyone who has a copy of it on youtube (laughs) yeah i i made up my little overlay and everything and i got like christmas lights and i got a little wreath over the one window so i'm really happy about that come come check that out i sent a discord invites to like you matt and to like everyone else i work with on youtube to be like hey i'm gonna be doing this for eight hours just talking to no one could you like maybe tag in at some point and talk to me yeah i'll have to see what day it is for me because i'll probably be working but yeah, yeah sure. I'll, well, if like, i can if i can i will well like i said i'm doing it from 8 a.m to 8 p.m so hopefully in that window sometime you can stop by yeah so i can like you know talk to a human being and not just to a screen <laughs> But yes, uh, clear your calendars for that one, everyone. That should be a lot of fun. It's going to be an endurance thing for me. It'll be the longest I've ever streamed anything going eight full hours. That'll be fun, yeah. It will be. I'll need so many press jogs. (laughs) No, I'll actually get up and use the bathroom, you know, like a human being. (laughs) Although, you know, maybe I'll text someone to order me pizza. Just just put a catheter in. You'll be fine. one time that happened to me when i had my appendix out yeah and i was like out during the whole time and it was gone by the time i woke up and I'm like they did what to my what yeah and and then and then like on stream pull it out yeah yeah really. yeah all the money if someone donates five hundred dollars i'll pull out my catheter 
Yes, live and in color. <laughs> Be horrible. <laughs> but yes, thank you everyone for coming and hanging out. We appreciate it. Thank you as always for the donations, especially here in this Christmas time when I know wallets are tighter than ever. And uh, yeah, we will be back again, not next week, but we'll see you on Christmas Day. Yes. And you can see me for multiple hours before that. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much, everyone, and we'll be back again next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>